0: Welcome to the Forbes India Cover Story podcast series in association with the Indicast.com. My name is Abhishek and in our first podcast of 2014, as always, joining me on the call to talk about the 2014 Investment Special is Praveen Palande, the Editor, Markets and Finance. Hi, Praveen, and a very, very Happy New Year to you and good to have you back.
1: Hi, Abhishek. Happy New Year to you.
0: Thank you. And we do this cover story every year, at the start of every year, where you look yeah. at Stocks and you look at various investment options for the layman, and you actually stick your neck out and say that these are the block of stocks or asset classes that you might want to invest in. And uh, you have quote unquote different strategies for different people. So, before we get there, could you summarize as to what your reading has been of
1: 2013? 2013, I've expected, ended on a very flat note. The real estate markets were down. Gold was down by 25%. Fixed income, the yield on the government bonds, long-term government bonds is around on 9.5%. So there goes, like, you know, it was not really a great year as far as indexes were concerned, but there were some fund managers who really managed to outperform. Let's go by the indexes, so it was not a great year.
0: Let's do a report card or let's do an analysis of when you selected certain stocks or suggested people to invest what you thought could make money. Did you do a little bit of an analysis as to how those investment decisions that you had suggested actually performed or did they hold true at the end of the year?
1: Uh, last year, the portfolio that we suggested, capital preservation portfolio was based on how companies had grown over the previous three years. And we have other CCC portfolio by Sanjay Bhattacharya.
0: And CCC here is cheap, cheerful and contrarian for, for our listeners.
1: Yeah. So, we have the CPP portfolio and uh, TCC portfolio, Forbes India portfolio doesn't really look at stocks in terms of whether they are cheap or not. We look at quality, and in many times when we look at quality, we are ready to kind of pay the price for it. So typically, you will also find very high market cap companies in the. CPP portfolio. So that portfolio, when the, when the index was up by around 6%, uh, that portfolio had given around 13%, which we are in fine, actually speaking, right? Sanjay's portfolio that typically looks at small companies and mid-cap companies, more mid-cap companies. The mid-cap index was down by 6%, while the CCC portfolio was up by 16%, I think. So he really managed to give some very good hot tips, I would say. I mentioned the one which is slightly a costly portfolio to buy. That performed as expected. And uh, Sanjay's portfolio actually did really well. So I think whatever we expected out of the portfolio, both the portfolios delivered.
0: And this is during a time when Rupee touched at an all-time high. I asked that question to you only because, you, you know... Low, no, all-time low. <laughs> oh, sorry, all-time low, of course. Uh, and uh, Well, I asked that question because people can take your word for it. When it comes to experimenting a little bit with their own money, given that you've had a history of now three years that you've been doing this cover story. So, what does this year hold like for people like me who is a, let's say, let's start with the conservative investor. And I I put myself in that category. So, 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 you know, as a conservative
1: investor, I think you should just follow what Sanjay Bhattacharya is saying. He has recommended some 25 interesting stocks that I don't want to name right now out here. Right. You should kind of buy the magazine or open the <laughs> magazine and see it. <laughs> fair <laughs> okay.
0: enough, fair enough. That's an investment. Go ahead.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he has been cautious about the stocks he kind of recommended. I mean, they are for the cautious investor. So uh, you should kind of take a look at that portfolio. But having said that, you need to understand that there are three interesting things that are are going to happen in the coming year. So one is basically the elections, that is the biggest event. Second is basically bond yields are really high, so we expect that uh, they will not go higher and they will fall down. And third, the issue about, like, you know, what is happening around the world, like, it's like, quantitative easing, basically. Now, people are saying that, uh, means, like, they, they already started this whole concept of tapering where easy money will not be available in the West. Our fund managers have said that tapering, which the world was so scared of, remember? Like, just a few months ago, when the news of tapering came, and then at the same time there was this whole thing about current account deficit. Those things kind of came out, and uh, suddenly we had a lot of problems with, like you know, the rupee touching an all-time low, and uh, the stock markets have gone down. And the current account deficit situation is now a little bit under control. The rupee. Now, really, nobody knows where the rupee can go. But let us say, put it this way, it's going to be a very volatile year. We don't know who is going to come to power, whether it's going to be Modi or whether it's going to be Congress. Now, there are this whole third front talks. We don't know what is going to happen to the markets. Let's comfortably assume that they are going to, be, they're going to remain volatile. Now, giving volatile markets, I think one good thing to do would be like hold on to large caps. Or if you don't, all these things, just go and buy the NISTI or the Sensex ETF, whatever works for you. Second uh, thing to do is probably, since everyone is saying that interest rates from here onwards are going to come down, so maybe it is a good idea to remain with a dynamic bond fund that will allow you to basically make the interest rates fall. And thirdly, it is a fund manager who writes about gold. He says the world is not in such a great position. So maybe, like, you know, a little bit of allocation to gold might actually help you. That is another view. I mean, a little bit. I don't think, like, you know, you, you need to put a lot of money in gold. So a little bit of allocation in gold, help right? And that's how it goes. So this is going to be a very interesting year. And I just hope it doesn't turn out to be a damp sweep. You know, like, you know, everybody is saying it's going to be volatile and all. And suddenly, like, you know, you will find that, uh, again, the markets remain flat. So that
0: would be really bad for for India. I have read a note from your editor, Mr. Jagannathan, and I quote, he says that the odds are that the stock markets will rise in 2014. And he, he would like to bet that Sensex will hit 25,000 by the end of the fiscal year, with or without Narendra Modi as the prime minister. And if he is indeed the prime minister, it could scale 30,000. Uh, you've put that out in black and white. Yeah, he's
1: taking, taking a call on basically politics in the country. That is one part of it. And second part is like, you know, he's also taking a call on the fact that the index has not moved for the last five to six years itself. So it is almost flat there. Yeah. I mean, your FD has given you more returns on your index in FD, uh, in fd as compared to the index. What he's trying to say is that the index has not moved for so many years. All it requires is an interesting event for that to happen. Eh? Maybe according to him, BJP uh, or Modi is the event. So the call is basically about the fact that the index has not moved for so long. So these things are connected. I think I let's look at it differently. We have called three interesting fund managers out here uh, to basically discuss the equity market and the fate of the equity market. So we are Sandris Nigan of Axis. We are Anup Baskar of UTM Mutual Fund. And uh, we have known all things of ICS here. Now, these three guys had a unanimous view that Indian markets are going to look very interesting despite all the problems this year. They have generally talked about investing in basically investing in large caps, mid caps and small caps. Basically, Chandrasekhan were saying that it's better to be in large caps with a little portion associated with mid-caps and no small caps, While Brunal was saying that some amount of money can go into mid-cap. Also. So he had a huge call on mid-cap segment. Now, these guys kind of believe that how we should be looking at it. This time, you know, basically what we need to figure out is that the markets are going to remain volatile and, and uh, I think it's better to be with large-cap. I think that is the message they were kind of giving.
0: When you put together an issue like this, which takes a look at the entire year ahead, there are certain assumptions, there are certain warning signs, and of course you have the responsibility because it's Forbes India at the end of the day and people would want to take your word. How early do you start preparing for this, this issue? What's the process very briefly? How do you start?
1: What we do is we start really early. What is important for us is that, you know, getting this roundtable conference in place. Sanjay your our consulting editor, is one of the greatest help in this issue because he kind of decides how the whole roundtable conference is going to happen. Ramesh Damani is one guy who comes and conducts the roundtable conference first and he kind of really knows the right question to ask these fund managers and engage them in a very logical and conclusive conversation. So I want to get this part clear about what the fund managers who are going to attend and how it's going to work. Then all you need to do is, like, you know, figure out what are the important things that they said and then start building your other things, like whether it is the portfolio or talking to other fund managers, even, like, you know, sometimes decide what stories you need to carry. That's how it works. So, a lot depends on the roundtable thing that we have.
0: So, these are views from not just journalists, but experts in the field and who, who are advisors yeah, yeah. in... Yeah. Yeah. Well, the issue hits the stands in a day or two. Requesting all you listeners to pick this one up, as Praveen said earlier, go through the two options that Forbes India always suggests that is, the capital preservation portfolio for the conservative investor and the cheap, cheerful, and contrarian portfolio for. Uh, well, uh, somebody who likes to gamble a little bit. little bit, Is that right?
1: No, no, no. I think gamble
0: is not the right word. Somebody who wants to be different. A little more enterprising investor. Let's put it that way then. Yeah.
1: So, I'll put it this way. Someone who is used to investing in the equity market. Yes.
0: Well, thanks a lot, Praveen, for your time. And uh, all you listeners, uh, you can get this podcast on com as well as on iTunes. And to have someone call you from Forbes, you can message Forbes to 51818.